Hello, and welcome to the Blind Spots podcast. This is an offshoot of the Film Inquiry Network, wherein I, Jake Tropila, recommend a film I have seen and love to my co-hosting partner, Chrissy Strauss, who also recommends me a film that she has seen and love. And the trick is we have never seen each other's films. Christy, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm trying to stay cool during this heat wave we're having in L.A., um, fortunately, people could be listening to this in neither the afternoon nor are they likely in L.A., so I've already horribly dated and distanced this podcast as much as I could. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're back for another uh, episode of Blind Spots. I think we had a pretty, pretty good reaction to the first episode. A lot of people were pleased. Um, thank you all for listening. If you have and if you're just joining us, uh, go back and check out the first episode. I think it's a, it's a fun one. And, uh, Hopefully we have another fun one for us in store today. But uh, yeah, like I said, this is the podcast where Christy and I, we each uh, discuss a film uh, of our choosing. We pick one film that, uh, for instance, I have seen or Christy has seen that the other person has respectively not seen. Then we watch both films and discuss them. Uh, we don't watch them on the podcast because that would make it too long. But uh, yeah, for uh, for this episode, um, we didn't really uh, plan this, but um, we happen to have a kind of a kind of a sad theme um we're both talking about a film from a uh, beloved auteur uh beloved filmmaker who has uh, recently passed um away and uh they had films that were generally well regarded in uh you know in, in both with critics and audiences um we'll first be starting with uh jonathan demi's something wild it is uh, the film that uh, i brought to the table um Christy, I think we were discussing this before. Had you ever seen uh, Something Wild before, or maybe you had but had forgotten it? I wasn't sure because, you know, this is, you know, a movie from 86, and I watched a lot of movies mm. when I was younger, maybe once, but no, I hadn't seen it. And I do just want to point out, and I'm in Maine, so we're repping both uh, East and West Coast here. That's so. true. Yes, <laughs> that, is, that is true. I'm sorry to take away your, uh, yeah, your, your location cred. You are in Maine. We're on the opposite ends of the coast. But uh, hopefully we have listeners from all over the world is our plan. But yes, back to the film at hand. Uh, yeah, Something Wild, uh, Jonathan Demme, um, 1987, I want to say. I don't know if that is correct. Please do not uh, come after me on Twitter if you want. Um, but 86. yeah, this is 86. There we go. Yeah, this is a film um, starring uh, Jeff Daniels and Melanie Griffith. Um, I had only seen it for the first time a few years ago after uh, always hearing of its reputation. Um, as uh, something wild, more like something good. Um, and yeah, I fell in love with it almost immediately. I actually uh, discussed it on a podcast I did several years ago with a friend of mine who introduced it to me. So this is kind of my way of uh, paying it forward and sharing it with Christy. Um, Christy, what were your uh, what were your general thoughts on something wild? First impressions. Yeah, and and that's what we you know we're doing here. What I love about it is just passing along great movies. Obviously, that's uh, our passion. So it's it's fun to discover something new. And I actually tried to not look into this movie at all before watching it, which I'm really glad that I did that um, yeah. because it does take some turns. And oh, yeah. uh, like I didn't even read the description. I mean, obviously from like the cover art, you know, you can, <laughs> the title and uh, Melanie Griffith's like clothing yeah <laughs> it being very 80s um you kind of get a, a vibe right away but no i uh i thought it was a lot of fun and it does take some dramatic turns and uh that was interesting but you know they're great jeff daniels and melanie griffith 
um, yeah. together. Have yeah, the, it's it's interesting you mentioned like the the promo materials because the poster is her kind of acting cool and I think she's lying on her side and he's like upside down. Um, and as if to say that uh, this guy, this like maybe this tightly wound uh, white collar business schlub is, um, you know, his life is going relatively well. There's no interruptions. Then she comes in and turns things upside down, uh, quite literally. And it does have that vibe for about like the first third or so. It seems to be this uh, this strange offbeat relationship that forms between the two of them. But um, yeah, Jeff Daniels, he plays... A guy named, oh boy, don't have my notes ready. It's a cardinal podcasting sin. Uh, Charles. I didn't even write Charles. I didn't even write it down. <laughs> Charles. Yeah, he's uh, he works for, uh, he's just been promoted to vice president of some large firm in New York City. Uh, he's out on the town having lunch when he's uh, he meets Melanie Griffith's character, who um, basically hijacks his life. From that point on, and uh, takes him on this uh, weird and daring and adventurous day, and yeah, like you said, these two are both—they're um, both fantastic in the role. Um, I think uh, w- one comment I want to make is that um, I've seen some people um, incorrectly describe her character um, as a, uh, a, a manic pixie dream girl. Are you familiar with that uh, expression? Yes, I am. Yeah. So I don't, I don't. She's definitely not that. Uh, her name's Audrey. She, um, she's definitely has her own agency. She feels she's not just there. She's not designed to um, break Jeff Daniels out of his his boring and routine life. Like she is her own um, character, and I love that about her. I, you know, I feel like uh, as far as that goes, I think that's one thing that you could overlook. But um, yeah, she's very much her own person, and. Um, there's a lot of heart to that as the film goes on. Um, but, yeah, yeah, you said this film – oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think that that's – if you were to watch, like, the first 15 minutes, you might mm-hmm. think that about her. Um, yeah. Because of how, like, kind of strong she comes on and, you know, she's obviously something wild. Um, but, like, it's – as the movie goes on, you could almost say that he breaks – her out of her um like does the same for her that she does for him yeah so it's you know as far as the manic pixie dream girl i wouldn't say that that's her character and in a lot of ways i mean the beginning of this movie is something that you have kind of seen before Mm -hmm. um but there's definitely different elements that like i said the dramatic it gets kind of uh takes like a more negative turn dangerous turn um which you know introduces the other actor Mm. which is ray liotta who's pretty much just playing ray liotta as he often does in movies um but yeah and 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 once that happens you know it's it's a really different movie um feel like tonal wise which i I liked a lot it you know was surprising in a good way even if it was obviously like bad stuff happening yeah that's it's it's such an interesting turn it makes um because you know there's some movies I mean, the first movie that comes to mind that has like a, a a 180 turn halfway through is like From Dust Till Dawn, um, where it's just you know this crime family or crime film set on the border. These criminal brothers hijack a family and they go down to Mexico. Then it turns into a like a crazy vampire film, which you're not expecting. But yeah, this goes from like some some kind of adventurous uh, romp to like this really dark. 
um, not necessarily a thriller, but uh, it, it just goes very dark. And what's really cool about something Wild's turn is that that happens like in the middle of a shot, um, quite literally. Uh, they're on they're at her high school reunion. They've just tore up the dance floor uh, in a sequence that I love. Um, I don't know if you noticed that he's like copying the other guy's dance moves to try to impress yes, I her. Did. <laughs> love yes. love that it's adorable um and then yeah right as the the feelies um which is a great band they finish their song and then right in the middle of the shot the lights just immediately dim down to this dark blue and like ray Liotta just literally spins into the shot and introduces himself and it's the movie it is never the same from that point on but it's still excellent um yeah that's such a such like a just a incredible moment um, for me, um, one of the reasons why I love it. And Demi is a director who's um, he's got a very uh, he's got has a wide storied career. Obviously, he's most famous for uh, directing Silence of the Lambs, but he has he's made several great films before and after that. Um, some I still need to see. Um, but yeah, how do you? I mean, yeah, what are your thoughts on like that that shot and the turn that the film makes? Yeah, no, I um, I love that aspect of it and. I'll definitely have to, after this, hear about what other Demi movies you haven't seen, because that might have to come up, um, but for future episodes, because he does have a great filmography, very uh, kind of eclectic in a way. Sure. But, you know, and also great mention from, from Dust Till Dawn. I could talk about the uh, Gecko Brothers forever. But, um, yeah, no, Clarity's I really, <laughs> I, I know, right? You know, a lot of people I don't think may agree on that, but. He's so good in that movie. He, he but, is you know, going so hard, but cool. yeah, we're not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know we're, you know, we're moving away from the target here, but um, no, I really, I thought that that was really interesting, and I also really loved Jeff Daniels' character after. Mm -hmm. um, things take like he gets funny because like you said in the poster, he's upside down. Well, things get upside down again in a sense. Um, yeah. He was like getting used to uh, Lulu, Audrey. She has two names. Mm -hmm. um, and then things shift and he he just like completely takes kind of more of a, a stance, like whereas before he was kind of taking along for the ride. And yeah. and then he finally kind of I don't want to say like man's up because that's not necessarily the right way I'd say it. But just like, I don't know, has more confidence. And I think that that's yeah. something that goes the rest of the film, even including the very end. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because. Um, it's interesting because the other movie, you know, the movie I suggested has three main characters. And even mm. though it's uh, very contained to one location and this is not, they're actually on the road a lot. There's also three main characters, uh, yeah. which kind of like a love triangle in a sense, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And the, the biggest thing about this and it, it becomes more evident with each time I watch it um, is um and this is probably my favorite feature about Something Wild, is just the world that um, Demi creates. Um, first, uh, Jeff Daniels' character, he has this habit of addressing everybody by the name on their name tag. Um, oh, which, I love that. Uh, I, I love that, I love too. So and much. and uh, even, like, uh, Melanie Griffith calls him out. She says, why did you address her by the, the waitress by her name? And he says, well, that's what name tags are for. Um, so yeah, he's like just the, the world that he, that Demi creates, it's not, there's no, it, I have a way of saying it that there's no extras in the movie. There's, it's just filled with people. 
Um, and there's always something happening in the background of every shot. And it's it doesn't just feel like it's feels like everybody on the set there has like a character and an identity and a purpose. And these just little bits and pieces of this world sometimes drift into the main story. Um, like some examples I can think of is after at, when they're at like that mom and pop uh, restaurant, which I believe is even just called mom and dad's. Uh, he like kind of shares a shares a little cheers with a guy across the room. Um, we don't know who that person is. We never see him again. It's just a little moment he shares. Or like when a car drives by and New Order is playing on the radio. Uh, just like these little bits of life that are just surrounding everyone um, that are seeping in. And I think that like if I were to live in a movie's world, I'd want to live in something wild wild world because it's just it just feels like such a great place to be. Ray Liotta being a violent asshole aside um <laughs> and like he can't even like he can't even like uh harass and berate them in a hotel room without like causing the ire of the person in the hotel room next to him he has to kind of get in like a tiff with because the walls yeah. are so thin but I know, that's yeah awesome. just, just the yeah just the world building when people talk about world building like this is what I I I mean when I refer to that it's just <laughs> it feels so beautiful and lived in <sighs> and, and yeah. very 80s yeah, very <laughs> 80s, 80s. And, which I love, and I love the music. Great um, soundtrack, absolutely. Yeah, uh, obviously we're both a fan of uh, Talking Heads. So that the fact that the opening song, which like right away I was like, oh, yay! Yeah. It puts you in a, just a good little bouncy mood right off the bat. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, you may have even heard it at the beginning of this podcast episode. Yes. Um, yeah. That one. Yes. Yeah. Look with um, it. Look with damn more by um, David Byrne. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's not technically talking heads, just the lead. But yes. So no, I really I did enjoy it, and uh, it was like I said, I tried to go into it not knowing much about it, which I'm really happy I did, and I it was it was a good good wreck, Jake. Yeah. Oh um, well. Why, why thank you very much. Yes. And so I, yeah. Yeah. What, what, did you have any final thoughts before I transitioned to uh, to my pick? Um, I'm just saying, uh, if you have not seen Something Wild, I believe it's streaming on HBO Max. Um, yes. Check it out. It's just under two hours, but it's it's light and breezy until it isn't. But even then, it's still great and compelling to watch. Um, the three leads are fantastic. I uh, I adore this movie. I genuinely do, and I think uh, everybody should check it out. At least once in your life. Yes. And it is HBO Max, not regular HBO Go or Now. Right. They, they really get you on the Max there, just to point that out. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I heard that he, uh, Jake had never seen um, Your Sister's Sister from Lynn Shelton, who mm-hmm. I think was an incredibly talented uh, director and writer. And she has many terrific films that um, – some that you haven't seen that I'd love for you to see. Yeah. But I picked this one, um, even though I, I do love many of her films, this one has always kind of had a special place in my heart. I don't know. Uh, it's got a great, you know, terrific cast of uh, Mark Duplass, uh, mm-hmm. Rosemary DeWitt, and Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. And Lynn Shelton wrote and directed it as well. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so basically Mark Duplass isn't, you know, going through a, a very good time. So he gets an invite from his best friend, Emily Blunt, to go stay at their family cabin uh, to kind of get away for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he goes there um, and unexpectedly 
Emily Blunt's sister, uh, Rosemary DeWitt, is there. Uh, so then they're kind of forced into this, uh, like, awkward because um, it's not like near anything. So, I mean, you know, it would be a trek for them to have to go back. So they're just like, oh, okay, well, you can, you can stay. We can just both be here, even though they don't know each other. And yeah. it leads to some uh, interesting, <laughs> interesting things happen. Um, so like they do end up, you know, sleeping together. And the thing is, Duplass has, obviously you can tell right, honestly, from the beginning, he has feelings for Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't you? She's just so charming and everything and awesome. But, of course. Um, of course. Um, yeah, so it leads to kind of an interesting little, especially when another unplanned visitor, Emily Blunt, shows up. It causes quite the uh, challenging little love, tri- love triangle dynamic. Mm. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it has like a lot of heartfelt moments, but it's also really funny. I I know that I'm it's- more of a fan than Jake. Of Mark Duplass, but I always find him. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick for me, just, yeah, two things going into it. So it's not that I I haven't, like, seen this film before. I actually have never seen a Lynn Shelton film before uh, this this movie. And, um, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, she actually unfortunately passed away just just a few months ago this year. Yeah, and I know that her her loss was um, was just such a heartbreak in the, the film community because I think she was... She was just um, well regarded as a as a great personable figure, um, and uh, yeah, and I I so I'd never seen um, I'd never seen any of her films, and I walked away really really liking this one. Um, another thing I didn't expect to like, because as Christy said, I'm I'm not a fan of um, Mark Duplass. Uh, that's mostly just from his um, his his Twitter persona kind of annoys me how I, I don't want to get into it but so that may have been a little uphill battle for me but um i actually really liked him in this movie um this is probably the best thing i've seen him do um he's been good in a few other things i'll say but yeah this is like the best mark duplass performance i've seen and he is like really funny in it um like one bit that uh, comes to mind is um it's the night after uh i guess we should say that also like he's so he's dealing with the loss of his brother and he goes yes. to the cabin, and Rosemary Duet, um, she's uh, a lesbian, and she's just gotten out of, like, a seven-year relationship. So they're both mm-hmm. kind of cast aside alone in this world, and after a, a drunken night of tequila, they decide to just have sex. Um, yeah. And the really funny moment for me is when Emily Blunt shows up the next morning, and he, like, runs out of the house. He was and biking. He says, or running. He says, tell her I want to run. He comes back. He looked like he just dicked his head in like a lake and he's wearing jean shorts. And he's like, hey, uh, sorry, I was out for a run. Uh, That's That's one of my favorite parts. So it's awesome that you picked that because it it makes me. He like pours like water all over him. Or like whatever. He's like literally dripping when he comes into the house. And (laughs) Rosemary even says, okay, this was a bit much. Yeah. (laughs) I know. It's. Yeah, it's funny. And and obviously, yeah, I should have mentioned that part um, that she is a lesbian. So obviously, like sleeping with him is after uh, a long night and mm-hmm. some, you know, bad decisions made. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting concept. And they're both going through something. You know, they both kind of go to this cabin to escape. Yeah. And but, yeah, no, there's a lot of really funny moments. Uh, the three of them, especially, I think. Um, Mark Duplass and Rosemary, like they really kind of have an interesting dynamic. Um, 
Yeah. I don't want to say like I mean the chemistry, but I mean it's just like they almost like annoy each other a little bit or like pick pick on each other a little bit at times, especially her to him. Um Yeah. But then they kind of grow to to appreciate each other. But yeah, and and um <laughs> I won't go into the uh the Twitter comment, but I did get a chance to talk talk to Mark once and he was incredibly nice. Oh. So bonus Mark. Oh, um well, very, very cool. Yeah, and I actually um almost had a chance to interview Lynn uh, for a movie uh, a couple years ago. So oh, it's wow. a bummer that I have to do that, but yeah, she does have a lot of great films and, and this is one that's, um, you know, like I, I feel like we, you know, shouldn't spoil third act things. So I don't know that right. you know, there's one element, but there is something that kind of happens between the three of them that puts extra drama and pressure on the situation. Um, yeah, like tense and um, right, right. Yeah, tra- like they're they're um some of the characters' original plans may have had um different origins. I guess you mm-hmm. could say um things are things did not uh, appear to go as they went. Um, not necessarily because of how how I yeah I don't really want to spoil this, but things are not quite as they seem. Um, at least from first glance, but yeah. um. Yeah, I think we should mention that um, just because also of who Mark Duplass is and the, like the films he makes. That uh, I guess Lynn Shelton, she also works with a very similar uh, kind mm-hmm. of a loose improvis- improvisational style uh, in her films, um, but which uh, in the wrong hands can be an absolute disaster. Um, here it just feels uh, like completely natural. Um, like the one scene that sticks out is when. Uh, Mark Duplass and Rosemary DeWitt um, sit down and have tequila for the first night together. And just like the the conversation they have just like kind of has this nice natural progression um, that builds. um, So and I I think also like the the way that um, Lynn Shelton works, the dialogue and the choices they make, it is also in service of driving um, part of like the narrative home um because if you get really bad improv it just turns into uh arguments that are interminable uh especially in comedy movies if you just put two uh, allegedly funny people in a room and ask them to do improv it's not going to go anywhere so i feel like that lynn shelton does have a nice kind of guiding hand in directing where the scene should go and then the actors do a great job of making up how they get there uh, i guess you could say yeah, no, I agree. And I think the dialogue is um, one of the strongest, you know, elements of the film and the yeah. conversational, like, I mean, <laughs> that and also like the conversation they have when um, Rosemary makes breakfast mm-hmm. um, and like some of those moments between the three of them, it's just, it just seems natural. And that's actually a common occurrence in a lot of her films, um, which I shall also recommend to you. We may not talk about them soon, you know, but you will yeah. watch them. What would I? What would you recommend um, I watch next? For Lynn Shelton? Yeah. Um. Hmm. For good. Just from my own research, I've heard Hump Day is really good, and I might it have is. to check that yeah, one out. Yeah, it is, and that was early, uh, earlier too. So yeah, mm-hmm. Hump Day it up. Oh. <laughs> hump it up. <laughs> uh, and her. Well, she's had a couple newer ones, but um, some more dramatic. But another one that's very mm-hmm. comes to mind. You know, Hump Day is kind of similar in the in that conversational um improv mm-hmm. way uh is is laggies with Kira knightley and sam rockwell who sam rockwell oh. i feel like is always just 
charming as hell um and Kira Knightley to be honest but this movie yeah is really charming I also want to recommend I'm going to recommend some Mark Duplass movies for you too <laughs> um, sure I've, well, I've seen a few of his I've seen um uh Cyrus is the first one that comes to mind mm-hmm. uh that might that might be it actually now that I think about it but go ahead with your what recommend away um well I, I definitely will um and then maybe we can come back and and talk about them another time but yeah so i i think it's interesting like i said both of these movies were kind of um i mean they're kind of comedies like rom-com drums um that little combination even though something yeah. wild again it, it gets a little bit more like thrillery at the end yeah. but uh but it's still about a relationship you know between three people um two especially in each of the movie that are obviously like have feelings for one another so it's kind of an interesting little duo that we had this time around i think and i you know i think they're both terrific movies in their own right and for the second episode in a row you've recommended me a film that uh takes place at a cabin in the woods (laughs) so i look forward to uh (laughs) watching evil dead for our third episode (laughs) which you've never seen no, I've somehow never seen that. Yeah, it's just, it's insane, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to try to think if there's another one. And that was not intentional. Uh, it actually is, is kind of have come up, like, organically. We just kind of, like, throw movies out. And with Lynn Shelton, it wasn't planned at all. I think I was just talking about her, and I asked if you'd ever seen any of her movies. So... Yeah. It was not intentional, but maybe I like movies and cabins. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a pretty good setting. It's a very cinematic. It is. And uh yeah, I think this film handles the the isolation well. And it's interesting um, because some movies like in like an isolated, you know, one spot, one setting mm-hmm. can on you know, can be good and also can be very bad. And then movies that are kind of yes. like road trip movies, not that this is I mean, it kind of is something wild. I mean, they're on the road, and that yeah, can they, also they have negatives. Over several states, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? That can be done well, but it can also be kind of overdone or kind of annoying or, you know, not. I don't want to say redundant, but just something that's been done in the movies a lot. So, you know, it's both of those have the potential to be unfortunately bad um but we we picked some good ones i think here and actually that reminds me i just thought of another movie that's like in one setting with mark duplass (laughs) but uh i'll uh i won't throw that at you yet i Um, i think i know which one you're referring to i may have seen it actually um but uh uh is it the one i love actually that's another one but no uh, that wasn't what uh, i was thinking but the one i love is a good film it's it's very interesting just to throw that wreck out for anybody um, that that one, yeah, that's also one that film that feels like it's impossible to discuss uh, without spoiling it. Oh yeah, um, because there's something, there's just something that happens it's early like on. It's like a little bit, you know, like it's and that and that's almost saying too much about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, about a couple that goes to this like this nice little uh, cottage for a retreat, and then something happens that's unexpected. That's all you should know about that film going into it. Yeah. But, uh, and have you so, seen Safety yeah. Not Guaranteed? I have seen that one. Yeah. So apparently um, you do have quite the <laughs> duplicit uh, yeah. list. I, yeah. I, yeah, I have seen. Yeah, I have seen. I have seen. I have seen his films. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know if my enthusiasm for him uh, has raised since watching your sister sister, but I will say no, he is v- actually very good in it. Um, right. So and since yeah. he's like our biggest listener, it, it's good to rec- you know to point these things out. That's you true. Th- thank you, Mark. Was, yeah, he was rocking back and forth at the edge of his seat until I said that. Now he can <laughs> he can rest easy tonight and count and his in- indie cinema producing money. <laughs> uh, I love Safety Not Guaranteed. By the way, I'm I don't yeah. know. I just, for some reason I just love that movie. And it's funny because he almost could have been like like the way he dresses is almost not that far off from from this movie um but yeah i'm glad that you enjoyed it and have embraced the duplice a little bit more it's never a bad yeah. thing um and i'm glad that i was able to introduce you to lynn shelton um honestly i think her whole filmography is is pretty terrific and um yeah yeah I mean, it was it was several years in the coming. I've always been meaning to check out her work, and um, you know that's that's part of the fun of this podcast. This is not just as a as a film as film people. We want to recommend things to our listeners and kind of share the wealth of goodness, but also finally watch films that uh, we've been meaning to see for a while and mm-hmm. um, and cross them off the proverbial list, as they say. But yeah, I'm very glad I got to see this movie. I'm glad I enjoyed it, and I'm very glad that you saw and enjoyed something wild. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I love Jonathan Demi, so I'm surprised that I hadn't. And yes, that ever-growing long list of things to watch. And you should know, listeners, that we go back and forth um, mm-hmm. with ideas, and of course we've seen them. So it's not like always easy to find a, movies to pair, but I have faith that we'll be able to continue to do it. And um, and yeah, Demi, honestly, like it, it was. It was unexpected, and I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I think Silence of the Lambs, obviously, is just like a perfect movie. So right. uh, anyone yeah. that makes a creation like that, um, you know, in and of itself, should <laughs> you should discover more of his work. Um, and this is nothing like Silence of the Lambs, which is even cooler. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, do we have anything else we want to say about both films other than, hey, listeners, go check them out? Yeah, and I think your sister sister's on Hulu, right? I believe. Yes, I believe that is correct. Just to throw the uh, the streaming yeah. services out doesn't doesn't hurt. Um, yeah. But yeah, just check out these films if you haven't. Uh, they're both. I mean, last time we talked about some movies that were a little bit more uh, disturbing, and <laughs> these are definitely you know more fun. Um, and you know, I would say For your sister sister is kind of like. I don't know. I, I, in a way, it was like almost a, a cozy film to me in, in a weird way. I, I don't know. Um, but it's charming and sweet, funny. And then, you know, something wild is just is just fun, you know. Um, so it's more of a lighter wreck this time around, I think. Which Yeah. Which helps. And we're and we're not going to just alternate light week, dark week every time we, we do this podcast. Well, maybe we'll have a mix. Maybe we'll, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll, you know, I'll have this, the sweetest film in the world that Christy's never seen and she recommends some fucked up shit. <laughs> that sounds about right, actually. Yeah. 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 That, right. that's, that's us. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, should we, uh, pitch our, or plug our social medias? Yeah. Have yeah. at it. All right. Well, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at Jake Tropila. Um, I'll tweet at me if you like the episode, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll happily talk to you about uh, the films we watch or or any other films you're interested in hearing from. Um, yeah, so at Jake Tropila, T R O P I L A. 
Yeah, and um, obviously anytime if any listeners have some ideas to see if we've seen them, you know, I'd love it if we somehow found a movie that we both hadn't seen. It would be interesting. But yeah. mine, uh, you know, I hope mine is uh, at Strauss underscore Christie. And that's S-T-R-O-U-S-E underscore K-R-I-S-T-Y, because both of those names are often misspelled. Um, and feel free to tweet me there and also filminquiry.com. And you can find yes. blind spots on pretty much every – I mean, I know it's on Apple, Spotify. There's so many different places, but you can find it, and we do publish it on our site as well. So we are easy to find, and we encourage – comments um you know discussions anything recommendations or how you felt about these movies if you hated them if you loved them i'd love to hear that either way i think the message is just watch movies that's that's the most important message (laughs) just just watch more movies i couldn't have said it better myself watch movies (laughs) yes be kind and watch movies those are my rules of living that's very good way to live (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah i'd say that about uh does it for this episode thanks again everybody for listening yes and, thank you uh, yeah and uh we will be back next time indeed with more movies yes bye <laughs> bye bye